at this very moment. Right now, you could be embarking on a voyage of discovery and profound personal change. Instead, you're listening to the Thinking Hardly podcast. We're like a rocket ship. This election was rigged. We're like a third world country. We're like a rocket ship. We're like a third world country. Take a look at the numbers. Good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> well, wait, <man. laughs> you keep doing that. <laughs> good time for that. Just keep repeating that. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still doing good. You know. <laughs> and how are you? I'm check. Still fine. I'm all good. We get started like almost an hour late. I, I was trying to make some crackers from sourdough discard, and it turned into this whole thing I, I i left it in the fridge too long so you, know, you take like you make you take a sour you know what sourdough discard is uh i don't quite yeah well when you make sourdough bread you have to you have the starter right it's like and you feed it every day it's just like you know it's kind of like a it's a natural yeast basically it's a yeast and a bacteria mixed together and you have to feed it and so you feed it every day and so that it, it, you know it'll keep doubling if you just keep feeding it so you have to remove part of it so i take that part out and i store it that's the discard and you can t- use that with a little bit of flour and some oil and seasoning to make sourdough crackers so i put i made the I made the dough the other day and put it in the refrigerator and you're supposed to leave it in for like 24 hours maximum. And it was like five days ago and this, it's still living. Right. So this thing is just like almost bursting out of this cellophane or saran wrap or whatever plastic wrap. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I tried to wrangle and wrangle it into crackers and it was, it was fighting me. I mean, it finally made crackers, but uh, so I, it's my fault. We're behind. And then, you know, nah, nah, you we just needed to caffeinate yeah. and all that business. How's everybody doing? You guys good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. Still, still fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How's Danica? She's doing good. Um, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think this is the this is the uh, the tough time when everything's yeah. you know. Yeah, we got a couple of months probably of some rough stuff, but yeah. everybody's healthy right now. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. It's been a week, and um, I don't know if it's going to slow down. I mean, I, every day I try to make some notes about what we could talk about. So these are slightly organized by topic. So the first is there's more news from the world of Grandmaster 2DG. That's what I'm calling him, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, okay. Yeah. So 2D Rudy uh, tested positive. He was hospitalized. He got the same treatment as president trump and about you know he's like three days and he's good to go so whatever the magic juju you know combo monoclonal hoo-ha <clears throat> yeah seems to work pretty well yeah it's pretty crazy you know i mean too bad they can't do it for the rest of us yeah yeah right okay his sidekick jenna ellis that's the, the i mean she is a lawyer but i don't know if she's i can't quite remember what the deal is i don't think she's licensed to practice and most places, I think. 
she tested positive as well. I don't think she's in the hospital. And then, believe it or not, thank goodness, we got some follow-up from Melissa Carone. Carone. Remember her from last week? I think so, yeah. Oh, you can't she's the she's the one she's like the star witness. Oh, she's the that sorry, I'm getting her mixed up with Jenna Lewis. Yeah, no, Jenna Lewis, Jenna, Jenna Ellis is the lawyer. And Melissa and I found out her name is pronounced Corona, just like Corona virus. That's so right. She did a I'm so thankful. I've never been so thankful for TMZ in my life. She did a <laughs> she, did, she did an interview. Here we go. Here's the, <laughs> the question. We don't, you know, we're like only the top-notch news sources. Here we go. There's a lot of people who are saying some not-so-nice things about you, speculating that you may have been drinking at the hearing. I wasn't drunk. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Come on. I swear under oath that I wasn't drunk. <laughs> I love it. Look, I hear it again. <laughs> he asks if she's been drinking. <laughs> drinking giggles. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are saying some not-so-nice things about you, speculating that you may have been drinking at the hearing. I wasn't drunk. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would swear under oath that I wasn't drunk. Yeah, that's the thing. She'd swear on oath under anything. About anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. That's easy. All right. All right. So she was there at, the, she's there at this hearing, right? So Rudy Giuliani is like sitting right next to her shedding virus. Right? <laughs> and and spewing it all over the place, dripping down the side of his face. Oh, and, my God. Here's that. Listen, are you concerned now? And are you going to get a test? I'm not concerned at all. No. Carone says she has no intention of going into quarantine, <laughs> defying a oh, county no, health man. department mandate announced yesterday that anyone who did not wear a face covering during the proceedings must quarantine. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, man. All right. All right. Were you drinking? I wasn't drunk. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign <laughs> something. You know, I got to go. I'll go to prison. <laughs> All right. So there's that. And then she's like, she's bathing in, in, in I don't know, Giuliani <laughs> virus or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So this, but it just gets, I mean, this is like, a, here we go. Listen, there you go. Corona is also shedding light on her criminal history. In 2018, okay. <laughs> she was charged with obscenity for allegedly emailing sexually explicit videos to her fiance's ex wife, Jessica Stackpool. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen again. There's a lot going on here. Corona is also shedding light on her criminal history. In 2018, she was charged with obscenity for allegedly emailing sexually explicit videos to her fiance's ex-wife, Jessica Stackpool. Yo, staking a claim. Hey, there were three different video clips. Um, they're approximately three to seven minutes long. That's that's Ms. Stackpool. That does not sound to me like the actions of somebody who drinks a lot. No. Yeah. No. That was calculated. <laughs> that was very calculated. No. no, that sounds like somebody who drinks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last, last little clip. Carone pled guilty to a lesser charge, which was dismissed earlier this year after she completed probation. Did Rudy Giuliani and his team know about this whole sex tape <laughs> allegation uh, before bringing you onto the stand? I don't know that to be a factor. I don't know. They never said anything. Yeah, yeah we can be pretty sure. <laughs> Who, I mean, it, Donald Trump is the yeah, president that they're all working no for. Would care, yeah. yeah, this is your point, right, Bobby? Yeah, who this cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's your point? 
sort of. I don't know. It is that is funny. It's just like All right. it's okay. the type of thing where if everyone was actually like, maybe we shouldn't fire him for that. It'd probably be a better world. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get serious now because your your brother wants to get serious. All right, here we go. No, the no, next... no, no. We don't have to do that. I, I enjoy these guys. That's no problem. Okay, <laughs> coronavirus update. The FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine yesterday. Uh, Mark Miller. The chief of staff gave uh, Stephen Hahn, who's the commissioner of the FDA, a call and said, you either you either make this thing happen by the end of the day or pack up your boxes because you're going to get fired. So they did it. They, they got they, it's been approved for emergency use, uh, which is, you know, which is good because the deaths are you know continuing to climb in the hospitals under the hospitals are under a fair amount of strain. In some good, better news, the U.S. bought an additional 100 million more Moderna vaccines. So right now there are really two. Pfizer just got approved for emergency use. Moderna is the second messenger RNA vaccine. Both of those had were extremely effective and things look pretty good. So the Very administration nice. that's going to provide a total of 300 million vaccines. Each you know each each person needs two vaccines. So that's 150 million vaccines. That's about half of the U.S. population. That's So that's really, really good news. All right. That's the Very coronavirus. All right. Next up is Texas, who was getting all Texas-y during, oh, yeah. the, during the week. So Texas asked the Supreme Court for permission to sue four battleground states in an attempt to force each of their state legislatures to produce their own slate of electors. Okay. Yeah. So Texas is asking the Supreme Court if they can sue these four battleground states and really was just asking the Supreme Court to just basically say the whole thing is messed up. So the state legislatures and those in those swing states would get to pick the electors. And obviously, since these are Republican driven states, those legislatures would presumably come up with their own slates of electors. Okay. Texas was then joined by 18 other states, including your state, Missouri. Wow. Okay. Well over half of the Republicans at U.S. House of Representatives and a couple of other crackpots. New California State and New Nevada State. Have you heard of these? <laughs> have you heard of them? I haven't. Are these just dropped? <laughs> yeah. They're made brand, like, like hot off the press. Okay. <laughs> There's no presses anymore. I don't know. These are pseudo-states supported by movements that want to break the rural counties of California and Nevada away from urban counties. They also joined the Texas lawsuit, as did Donald Trump, who is still the president of the United States. Okay. Spokespeople for the proposed states, the new California state and the new Nevada state, claim their new states are, quote, suffering under many governmental usurpations and that the governors of the actual states were engaged in lawless actions by permitting same-day voter registration. All of this is a big, you know, so what? Because last night the Supreme Court decided, declined to even hear the case, citing that Texas didn't have any legal standing to file suit. Okay? So that's pretty good. All right. After the Supremes said thanks but no thanks, y'all, the chairman of the Texas GOP, a dude named Alan West, suggested rounding up some other like-minded states and moseying on out of the U.S. of A. Here's what he said. This decision establishes a precedent that says states can violate the U.S. Constitution and not be held accountable. Perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states. Union, that's with a capital U, by the way. Oh, that's serious. By the Constitution. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is like Republican Russiagate. Yeah, yeah, get ready so, for a lot it, of this shit. This is exactly. I, I mean, so. this is every four years we're going to see this from now on. Oh, I think it's going to be more than every. Yeah, well, I guess that's right. I mean, you can't yeah. do it. I guess once it's all done. Okay, all right. Texas State Representative Kyle Biederman floats the idea of Texit. You know, like Brexit. It's catchy. Yeah. Yep. It's catchy. Yeah, I mean, it's got that going <laughs> for it. I mean, look at the branding. Yeah, Asking, yeah he wants to ask voters to decide by referendum whether Texas Texas should secede from the union. So I want to do a little. I want to do something a little different here, right? All I right. want us to take a minute to get to know the next king of Texas, Kyle Biederman. All right, I've sent Sounds our I've sent our robot reporters out to produce a little, you know, like two minute deal introducing oh, I'm us. Excited. Here we go. Here comes here comes our robot reporters. Oh, very Kenneth nice. Kyle Biederman, known as Kyle, is a Republican member of the Texas House of Representatives for District 73, which encompasses counties in the eastern portion of the Texas Hill Country. Biederman owns and operates a hardware store within the district. He has an A-plus rating from Empower Texans, the Texas Rifle Association, and Texas Right to Life. Among other things, he voted to withhold all public benefits from undocumented immigrants. Mm. He's also been criticized for dressing up as gay Hitler for a fundraiser. has <laughs> got him into a bit of hot water with Texas voters. When questioned about this by a constituent in an email, here's how he responded. Thanks for your interest in my campaign. The explanation is simple. It was a fundraiser for the Food Pandery and the Needs Council with about 400 people with a Saturday Night Live theme. The costumes are supposed to be outrageous, and mine certainly <laughs> was. Mm -hmm. Gay Hitler was a Saturday Night Live character from the show, which of course is a spoof. Hmm. I am not gay and never have been. Don't you <laughs> about swingers clubs and no desire to find out. I have an amazing <laughs> wife. <laughs> Kyle's wife's name is Barbie. That's with an I. She has an Instagram account, and it's got the pictures you might imagine from a Barbie with an I, who is married to a hardware store-owning <laughs> Texas politician. I love Barbie firing a handgun at a shooting range, multiple pictures of her standing next to life-size cardboard cutouts of Donald Trump, and lots oh, of references to Bible nice. verses. For example, one post showed a picture of a field. Often the distance is a cross that she circled in red. She wrote, I'm out running on this beautiful Sunday morning. I looked ahead and saw this cross in the field up ahead. It reminded me of God's love. Let us run to the cross. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. What a beautiful bit of scripture from Texas. Unless you are an undocumented immigrant in Kyle Biederman's vision of the United States of America. If that's the case, then I suppose that there's a brown Jesus waiting to give you rest when you go back to where you came from. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there you go. Pretty good I job by the robots, don't you think? That's that was, that was I like the Jesus. Jesus sounded like uh, <laughs> Charlton Heston. Yeah, well, that's the, that's that's Ned. That's our that's that's the that's our robot that introduces us every week. He's okay, the, awesome. He played the role of Jesus. He sounds then. like yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good. Wow, when we don't need a robot anymore. We're gonna, we're gonna, I am yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Is that Bob? Yeah, that's Can right. I ask you some questions? Yeah. 
I just use you. I don't have to go to all this trouble of getting the robot to say what I wanted to say. <laughs> all right. That was fantastic. Okay, one more thing. Here's another, here's another uh, uh, little bit of Texas seceding. Well, seceding, okay, about secession. What, here's, this is from Rush Limbaugh. You guys heard of Rush Limbaugh? Oh, yeah. I have. Yeah. familiar. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Here, here's what he Listen. I've referenced this. I've alluded to this a couple of times because I've seen others allude to this. I actually think that we're trending toward secession. <laughs> I see more and more people asking, what in the world do we have in common with the people who live in, say, New York? What is there that makes us believe that there is enough of us there to even have a chance at winning New York? You're not going to win New York. <laughs> that's that's yeah, rush. He doesn't sound so good, does he? No, I mean, wasn't he was the yeah, one with like the, the pill problem, right? Oh, no, but he's, he's got lung cancer. I mean, I think he's terminally ill, actually. I think you're thinking of you might be thinking of Jordan Peterson. No, no, not Jordan Peterson. It was one of the. It was Rush Limbaugh. Have a pill problem. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, you're right. No, Rush did have a. He had some sort of. Um, I don't know if it was. Painkiller or something. It, yeah, I think it was an opioid thing, and I think I think it led to uh, a significant amount of hearing loss. I think he's got. Yeah, a, I think that's right. A cochlear implant or something like that. Cochlear implant. Anyway, okay, here's, yeah, so, so there's that one. And then here's, here's a little more rush. A lot of bloggers have written extensively about how distant and separated and how much more separated our culture is becoming politically and that it can't go on this way. There cannot be a peaceful coexistence of two completely different theories of life, theories of government, theories of how we manage our affairs. We can't be in this dire a conflict. <clears throat> yeah. Without something giving somewhere along the way. Okay, so now, now, so what do you, I mean, what do you make of this? I, I mean, is there anything to this? Well, I think there's absolutely like the feeling around that there's like this kind of level of uh, polarity or whatever you want to call that. Um, I mean, I think it's just like people don't really, I, I guess, haven't really thought of it beyond that. And, you know, there's, you don't run into like all kinds of problems that we just kind of take for granted, I guess. You know, obviously, like if you were actually to go about doing this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really don't know. I, I think we've talked about this before, but I think like some actual good, meaningful, like materialistic changes or some policy that affects people positively, regardless of what side they're on, would be a way to kind of maybe cut down on some of the, the bigger kind of polarizing feelings. Mm. That, other than that, you know, I really don't know what the solution is because it does seem like it's in politicians' interest to continue, you know, continue like culture war stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can see why. I mean, it definitely weighs on some people. Um, to me, you know, uh, we, we haven't really like 
I think there's probably some people in older generations who really like remember some time where it was, it didn't feel so combative or whatever. And that's Mm -hmm. what they're trying to get back to. Um, For me, I think it's always been pretty combative. Like, you know, just we grew up kind of around the, the Iraq war and everything, you know, was pretty combative then in, in terms of politics. So uh, we haven't really like, you know, at least I haven't really experienced any kind of time where it was like people were really getting along politically, but um, I don't know. So it, it doesn't affect me as much. I'm not, you know. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I think even before that, I mean, it was Clinton and that was, it's just like been a, a descent of more kind of like, I think circumstances make it so that like people are more desperate about the way that they interact with this stuff because it's not just, it seemed very disconnected, I think, for most people in the past <clears throat> from their day to day life. And now it's like, oh, yeah, this is actually pretty important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you make of this, this, this two theories of life, two theories of government? That's basically what he said. They're just so starkly different that there's no way to make them, you know, there's no way to, no, no way to get them to jive or to get, you know, extract value out of, you know, the, the tension or the push and the pull or whatever. I, I don't think they're actually that too, that different. Honestly, I think most of the stuff is these cultural things. Um, you know, I, I I don't know unless they're really talking about like some very kind of hard right, um, like kind of theology kind of influenced stuff, where it's like legitimately changing a lot of stuff. Maybe a, a full ban on abortions, unless it's you know whatever something more in that line. Then I would be like, okay, well then there's some you know some core differences in in what you actually want. It's hard to tell what I, what people actually want and what I guess is being said by a very vocal kind of small groups who are very passionate about things. Bob, do you think that there's? I mean, do you think that there there there's like a, a mountains being made out of a molehill of differences when it comes to you know values or culture, or do you think there's something here? I mean, I think there's definitely severe differences in the culture. The thing is that there's plenty of countries that are like that and that it's okay because that's not the center of their culture. Like, yeah. I, I think the bigger thing is that everyone is constantly pushed into a state of tension by the fact that politics are the way they are here. And that leads them to, I mean, make all kinds of ridiculous sort of claims and things because it's like what they're really seeing is that what they want and what they are trying to do has no effect on the actual politics like yeah like the the right and the left yeah a lot of the time they do want similar things but there's no avenue for them to express that through politics because there's a wall in the way and that's i think the bigger thing is like you know, like the the people that would vote Democrat but are like, you know, have been sort of like spurred and things like that, like they are angry for a good reason. And the people on the right that are like, well, you know, you guys aren't doing what we want you to do, like they are angry 
and it's not for necessarily a bad reason. Mm-hmm. The thing is that we don't get to have a government that works like a normal government of people compromising between their beliefs and, and reality. We have mm-hmm. something that is a full control of what you get to, to believe is reality. And they're going to act however they're going to act regardless of that. And then, you know, like post doing that, then they're going to explain how it works to you. Yeah. I mean, the part that I found, I'm not, I'm still not sure exactly why the wall's there, but I agree with, I agree with you. The, the part that I like, I'm not so sure I swallow. I mean, I didn't, he said two theories, right? Two theories of life, two theories of government, but there's also this other issue of just facts, Right. I mean, it seems and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying like the left is always evidence based and the right is never evidence based. I mean, right. there's, I'm not saying that there are a lot of people who just shoot from the hip and they just, you know, like it's our guy and that we're going to our, our girl or who a woman or whatever. We're going to support them. So there's plenty of there's plenty of behavior and advocacy that's detached from evidence. So that's not really what I meant. I just meant I mean, I've been having these ongoing conversations with people that I know on Facebook, like a woman that I went to high school with, and she just can't get her mind around the, 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 the lack of evidence about voter fraud. I mean, she just, she just can't. And she keeps telling me, I'm not getting, I'm not getting the full picture. I need to, you know, check out these other sources. And the sources are all, you know, like Newsmax and OANN and wild stuff, you know, the fact that Courts have repeatedly said there's not enough here. I mean, there just isn't even enough to get started here. Um, doesn't mean anything to, to her. And, I, and I'm not picking on her. It's just that's, the, you know, this is a person yeah, I have yeah. interaction with. And so there's this, there's, you know, one, I don't know, one axis is like, what are our theories of life and theories of political theories? And then the other is like, how much are you willing to suspend, you know, reality, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like a lot of this is due to like just deep distrust of the government, and uh, you know, maybe that's something that would change if they got like their own country and thought their own government was you know like one hundred percent on their side or something. Like they would have more, you know, uh, uh, trust in decisions, even if they didn't go their way. But um, you know, I mean, it's it's also like everybody just kind of has this in them where it's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to search out the the sources that, you know, support whatever I'm already kind of thinking. Um, and you know, it is, I don't know how, you know, pro Trump this woman is or anything like that, but there was so much, you know, I know. And after 2016, there is so much, you know, well, what can the, you know, the Supreme court could do this, the electoral college could, you know, decide to do this. or you know, so there's all, always this kind of like, you know, this kind of, I don't know what, what stage of the sec of the cycle of acceptance this is or whatever cycle of grief, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure this is pretty natural, um, to just kind of, you know, I think it's becoming clearer and clearer that there's no way that Trump is going to be able to pull anything off. So, you know, I think that people are just going to try to cope with it their own way. What's the wall, Bob? What creates the wall between the two sides that, you know, can't, can't get stuff done? I was talking about a wall in terms of from keeping you from exerting any control over your political 
fortunes. That that's I what see. I mean. I see. Which is it's you know that's both sides do it. That that's partly what I mean though is you see them doing things that deny reality over and over, like the government, the 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 news, the good news companies, things like that. Like they they do similar stuff in a way that is more acceptable and less verifiably false that this is partly what i mean i think this is what allows you to get to a state where you're just like oh facts don't matter at all like this is all just made up and like they can make anything seem not real like this is that's that's what i mean it's like this is we can't just talk about these people like they just decided to be you know unrealistic yeah like we the media landscape has primed them to be like this yeah by putting out you know i mean all these these headlines if you read them all together they don't make any sense and they often don't they they often don't really reflect the you know the article that follows them yeah exactly i mean they're more they're more they're more what would you say more they're more clicky. I mean, you know, they're yeah. more sensational, you know, whatever. sensational. That's the word I was looking for. <clears throat> but I don't think that's the, the problem either is sensationalism. I think there is just like a sort of knowing, like, I think the media has a role to play in the fact that basically everyone either feels like they can't do anything, even if they could do anything, nothing would change. Like, basically... I think all of this stuff works because people think that they can't do anything about it. They can't change it. And, you know, that's not, that's not false. Like a lot of the time we can't change these things, but I think a big part of what makes it so that that's true is the fact that everyone is told that constantly, like this, this is just the way it is. Or, you know, this is actually the truth. And it's, you know, I mean, I don't well, know. If you, if, so let me ask you a question. I mean, I guess part of this is, um, do you think if there's, you know, some serious insurgence, you know what I mean? I, I think you've convinced me that civil war is like really extremely difficult to pull off. You have to fragment the, you have to fracture the military for that to work, right? I think you made that case before, but you could have insurgencies. I mean, you could have very, you could have a lot of troublemakers, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that's likely to rise out of the right, given well, given that Trump is gonna, is on his uh, on his way out? But secondly, this, I mean, I do think the skepticism, the sense that this is, you know, that there are there are, you know, there are evil forces at play, and that this is like the country itself is up for grabs right now. Um, I mean, do you think do you think it's likely that we're going to see something like that? I mean, to an extent, Trump's not yeah. Getting, Trump, Trump keeps saying he's going to, you know, he's going to pull a rabbit out of his hat, and it's not happening. And and in the meantime, he's just he's just basically, I mean, if any other country was saying this, it would be it'd be interfering with elections. You have somebody calling legislators saying legislators legislators saying, "I want you to, you know, can't you do something? I want yeah. you to do something." You know, meet with me. I'll have you guys all over for lunch, and we'll talk about what we can do. I mean, yeah. it does seem like it's pretty. 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean, though. It's it's bad, and this is the best that we're gonna get. Is is like you know, yeah, people wagging their finger at this guy. Yeah, it. it, If I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's just. I mean, you know, it's it's just like one of those things where you really can't defend anyone involved in any of this on any side at all. It's like, yeah, I, I do believe that the Democrats, you know, engage in some sort of unfair electoral tricks. Not, I don't think, you know, like enough to make a significant difference, especially in like a general election. But like, yes, I think both the sides are are committing as much electoral fraud as possible in every other way that is that's been sort of accepted as okay. It's like that's the one thing that you can't do, but everything else is totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any I don't think there would be a lot of evidence to the contrary of what you just said. I mean, a lot of this stuff, a lot of the findings in the courts have to do with like, can you I mean, could this possibly wipe out 20,000 votes? Could this possibly wipe out 140,000 votes? You know, that's a big we've talked about that. I mean, it becomes extremely difficult. You got to you you got you've got tons and tons of ballots that have to be moved around in ways that people can't see or you have to you know you have to you have to fiddle with the software which is what you know Sydney Powell was all about her her thumb drives in your back doors yeah and Um, it just I mean it gets harder like all the time there's people you know just private citizens now that have plenty of you know ways to just kind of look into where things are going and you know I don't know, especially on the right side, there's like a lot of people I know that, that do a lot of, oh, let's check this, you know, um, yeah, investigative. Let's, let's check out these, these, you know, pathways where these would be going or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but none I, of that, none of the stuff in the yeah, court, yeah. none of the stuff in the courts, uh, you know, really, really says anything at all about what you were just saying, Bobby. Right. I mean, there's just stuff that happens every year and it's, it's kind of this low level, you know, whatever shenanigans um it's not material to it's not material to this unless you're i mean unless you're just a like a you know a hard-nosed black and white like they they did they did bad things so we got to start all over again and i'm sure there are some of those people and i think the people who are like that are in fact more likely to be on the right you know have this sense of purity and disgust and you know that kind of that kind of stuff listen let me here's the big question of the week i think I don't know. I'm, I think they're never that big, um, and there's many of them usually. So I don't know. So it seems clear to me now that Trump's, you know, he's going to go, but he's never ever going to concede. I mean, he's never yeah, yeah. ever going to concede. Yeah. It seems plausible that he'll run again for president in 2024, or at least set himself up for, you know, some sort of position where he can pick somebody or anoint somebody who's going to win. He wants he wants to still be the man, right? So yeah. here's the question. What are the chances you think that Trump will go so far as to mount what what is essentially an opposition presidency from Mar-a-Lago, where he refers him refers to himself as legitimate? I mean, he gets as close as he can to not you know to not getting into legal trouble. It doesn't have to be from Mar-a-Lago. That's, I just said Mar-a-Lago. yeah, yeah. It's definitely an interesting thought. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you could do, and you know. I think he's no matter what he's going to be, you know, some important figure. He's going to be a you know an unofficial party leader. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's the a, only, that's yeah, the big a, difference uh, is uh, whether or not he'll taunt all president. That's the question. That's the, I'm wondering how far he can go. You know, because norms are clearly they're not a big deal to him, right? And if he could, it seems like if he could get away with it, I mean, without getting like, you know, what what are they going to do to him anyways if he calls himself the president? That's the thing. It's like you know, they're like the president in exile. Is, yeah, yeah. The the president, like, well, I guess this president's uh, administration has showed, like, you know, what are these guys really going to do? Like, you know, nothing. And Biden's already said that he's not interested in, in kind of charging or, you know, going after Trump or anything like that. So, you know, I don't think they'd do anything. I think there'd be a whole lot of arms thrown up and, and you know, people kind of making noise about him calling himself president or president. But I don't think anything real would happen. Yeah, I don't know what could happen. I mean, what are they going to do? You can't. Well, I mean, they still call President Obama, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's that's exactly what you'd be hearing from all these people. That's so funny. Yeah. So you yeah. know. Okay, so I'm going to say I'm going to say twenty percent. That's my number. I mean, I don't know how we'll know unless somebody says zero or hundred. All right. How likely? Yeah, no, I say twenty yeah. percent. Oh, I I would say I would I would bet on him calling himself president. Maybe not as like a habitual thing. But, but you mean but opposition president president in exile, resistance well, president. Something yeah, it'll, he'll, he won't go that president. far. He won't go that far. That's the thing. He'll yeah. He'll just say, "Hey, you guys know I'm the president, right?" You know. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, exactly. it, it'll be implied. Yeah, he he rides the but line always, so it'll be something distinct, like but distinct from how Obama refers to himself or W. Yeah, of course, of course. But it's the same thing where it's like you can't point out the difference to one of these people who's going to defend Trump. Because, like, they're kind of doing it to piss you off if you're the kind of person who's going to, you know, like, yeah. okay. no one, like, if you're like me, I'm not going to say anything. I don't care. Yeah, you know? I, I imagine him, you know, I do imagine, I don't know, like, what it would be to, like, cross into the threshold of, like, president in exile kind of thing. But I do imagine he's going to be sitting at a desk presented kind of as an Oval Office, talking to a camera, saying, this is President Trump. So, I mean, I think that is, yeah, like, that's what's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be outright, like, I'm in control of the country or anything, but. All right. All right. All right. You, you talked me into it. I'm, I'm yeah. up to 99%. But you heard it here first. Oh, well. <laughs> to your podcast listeners, it's going to be a presidency in exile from Mar-a-Lago with a, with a phony Oval Office. That's what you're, that's what we're betting on. That's yeah, a thing it's okay. hardly locked. It's going to be President Trump's, like, you know, TV hour or whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, well that's good. All right. Okay, here's a new segment and then we'll move on to the we'll move on to the the uh the the game show portion. Okay. You guys ready? This is called It Fell Through the Cracks. Absolutely. This is this is something that I forgot to bring up. You know, this will be stuff. This will be a place okay, awesome. things that I forgot to bring up in the past. Okay, this this week it's televangelist Kenneth Copeland making uh, his demands last March. Do you know who this guy is? I think I, so. Is it the guy with the really bugged out eyes? <laughs> that you need to be a little bit more. It could be right. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna Google it. I think I'm right. I think you know who it is. Yeah, yeah this, uh, he this, looks this, kind of like uh, undead or something, you know. Yeah, right. He's he's pretty old. He's pretty old. He's uh, this, he's the he's, he's got, got a, Kenneth, yeah. Kenneth Copeland Ministries. He's from Texas. 
he uh, is he identifies with the prosperity gospel, which basically is that you know if you, if God if God is pleased with you, you'll you'll be you know financially wealthy. He calls right. for his, he calls for people to donate to his church, suggesting that those who do will get a hundredfold return on their investment. <laughs> and he's got he's got uh, you know tax exempt status, and he's used it to finance mansions and jets, and yeah. he's like his own airport and all this other stuff. He's got some evil in his eyes if you look at these pictures. Okay, here we go. He, so this is so during the during the pandemic, he. <laughs> He's like done all this stuff. He claimed that the pandemic had ended or it was going to end soon or he could cure people from the disease. And they just keep paying money if they lost their jobs that the pandemic had caused. And he's, he claims to have destroyed the virus. OK, but here's so here, this is it. This is how he this is how he talks to the virus. OK, you guys ready? I'm ready. Check it out. We'll exercise judgment right now. Because we in have... In the name of Jesus! Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Got a sidekick. Whoa. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hang on, let's just let's go back. The sidekick the sidekick's like trying to, you know, trying to join in and and, and, <laughs> and, and like gets the he gets like he gets the oh. Jesus he gets a Jesus fever. Here we go. I appreciate that. This is this is like um we in have, the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> It reminds me of Alex Jones. Standing in the office of the prophet of God, mm -hmm. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, I execute judgment on you, <laughs> Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I mm -hmm. demand Amen. judgment on you. Here we you. go. Here's I the big demand. Oh. I demand. Oops. I demand. Ooh. A vaccination to come immediately. Yes. Yeah. The thing is, a vaccination <laughs> is like one person. Oh, come on. We're going to split demanded. hairs with this guy who's yelling yeah. at God. Yeah. yeah. I think he's yelling at Satan and, and COVID 19, actually. Well, yeah. you know, it's I'm the same difference. No, no, he's, in the, he's, he's, he's speaking for, he's the prophet of God in the office of the prophet. I don't know what that, the office of the prophet is. <laughs> That's so great. Okay, here uh, we go. This is this is when he starts to lose his lose his stuff a little bit. And, and I mean, it's there's something there's something actually kind of I don't know. I don't mean to. You know, I don't know. He's into it. He's into it here, and he loses his ability to speak clearly. <laughs> I call you done. Done. I call you done. Gone. I call you. I call you. I call you done. I call you done. You're done. Yeah. And then you try to say both at the same time. I call you dong gone. Dong gone. He's trying to say done and gone at the same time. What is he trying to say? Done. He's trying to say both of them. He's dawn. He said started saying done and then he finished saying gone. I thought he was trying to say long gone. Yeah, right. Okay. So there you go. Long gone. That's it. it's it's uh it's it's nine months later, but we do have a vaccine now. And for that, we're grateful. We are really grateful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are, you guys, are you guys ready? Let's see. Absolutely. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. There they are. <laughs> there they are. Yeah. You know what that sound is. You know what that, that music Woo! means. It's time for... Uh, 
I gotta find that. I gotta find the. I gotta find the question. <laughs> it's time for mm, that. Tastes a little gamey. <laughs> the game show portion of the quiz. I asked Gina if she wanted to participate. <laughs> I asked Gina if she wanted to participate in the podcast. She said no. I said you want to participate in the like just the, the quiz, like the game show, the fun part. She said no. I do <laughs> not want my voice out all over the world. And I said, if you do not want your voice out all over the world, our podcast is the place to be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. She's safe. She would be safe here. We're all safe here. Let's see. I got to get a scorecard ready. Hang on a second. All right. We have the usual usual categories this week. I think, Billy, it's your turn to pick the first category. The categories are you don't call, you don't write. That's something's missing. missing. Her suit is too tight. That's uh, facial hair or superheroes. Innocent until proven guilty pleasures. That's uh, uh, low to midbrow stuff that we like. Science friction. Might be science, might not. It's always nerdy. And frame that to in the 70s edition because I love that music. Okay? Those are the categories. All right. All right. Let's do science friction. Science friction. Let's see. Billy and Mommy. If I had just named you guys different, if you had different names, <laughs> I guess I could use an R and a W. Huh? Okay. Science <laughs> friction. This is you, Bill. It's been a rough year so far, and a lot of people are try- are starting to show emotional and mental wear and tear. The psychological test of human emotions and personality using ink blots is formally known as what? A Rorschach test. <laughs> Good job, Billy. The Rorschach test. The Rorschach test, named after famed Swiss psychologist Herman Test. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? We need this direction over to the left and bingo. Okay, one point for Billy. All right, Bobby, here's your science friction question. It's a multiple choice. What is a group of jellyfish called? A smucker? A smack or a herd? Huh. We need like a little timer music or some thinking music. Yeah, I yeah. I that every week. I thought a it was a school, but... A smucker, a smack, a herd. I'm going to say a herd. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a smack. Okay. <laughs> okay. Smack, a of smack, jellyfish. Jellyfish. A smack of jellyfish. Those are all made up anyway. Smucker. Yeah, I learned that. Oh, those are made up. Well, they're up? they're not they're not made up. They're yeah, not yeah, technically yeah. they're not technically like scientifically used. No, bro. I'm sure, I'm a sure scientist wouldn't say a smack of jellyfish. I'm sure they're they're you know. No, no, that's that's what I mean. I, I thought those were like you know technical words. Yeah, te- they're not technical terms at all. Okay, all right. Well, your your objection has been noted. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're we've decided you don't have standing. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Right. We've gone Bobby. to the dungeon. <laughs> Fight this off the air. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, okay, you don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. Her suit is too tight. Superheroes or facial hair. Innocent until proven guilty. Pleasures, low to midbrow stuff that we like. Or frame that to in the seventies edition because I love that music. Let's do innocent until guilty pleasures. 
Innocent until proven guilty pleasures. Halloween is in the rearview mirror, but that doesn't mean people still don't like their sweets. According to data collected by CandyStore.com in 2019, what is the favorite candy bar in these states? You will get three states, one point for each correct answer. Okay, you got it? I'm going to give you a state. You give me what you think is the top candy. Candy bar, sorry. Candy bar, it's important. Right, it's candy bar. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to give you a state, you give me the candy bar. I'm going to give you another state, you give me the candy bar, and another state, you give me the candy bar, and you get one point for each of the ones you've gotten correct. Okay, here we go. Arizona, what's their favorite candy bar? Mm, lots of old people there. Mm-hmm. It's hot. What'd you say? And it's hot, you don't want something that's going to melt. Mm. No, I, I have these no are idea. All, these all have chocolate. I mean, that's part of being a candy bar. Okay, and it, yeah, it I was going to say, it. so it's, yeah. it's a bar. It's... Yeah, yeah. Barish, yeah. Okay. Yeah, bar. Okay. Um, man, separating these out by the actual places, so I have to be right about them. Um, I'll just say Kit Kats. Okay, no. It's Snickers. Texas, which is soon not to be part of the United States. The, the yeah, that really East. shook me. I don't know. Um, was that too loud? No, I was, I was just saying... <laughs> I was just saying that that Snickers would be the the one. I that wasn't even on my list. Um, I guess let's say Milky Way. Sorry, it's Reese's peanut butter cups. That's a candy yeah. bar. Okay, that counts as a candy bar. The rest of these are all kind of candy. I mean, it'd be more like you know conventional candy bars. Okay, Missouri. Uh, I should know this one. Um. I think I probably did see most Snickers or Milky Ways when I was trick or treating. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just say Snickers again. I don't know. Oh, you were so close! It's Milky Way. Man, uh, I'm okay. surprised by that. This is tough. Okay, Billy, you ready? Let me cross this off here. Okay, you ready, Bill? Yes, sir. Okay, California. Um, I'm gonna say Snickers. Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. New Hampshire. Um, oh man, I gotta keep on going with Snickers. You got it. Snickers okay, is correct. Cool. It's two for Boo. Okay, and uh, the last one is Vermont. Uh, I'm gonna say Snickers again. It's Milky Way. Okay, good job. Yeah, all right. All right, Billy, you're up. Can't you don't call you. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Uh, what? You don't call you don't write? Bobby did. I'm fine with you. You don't call you don't write. Her suit is too tight. Frame that tune. You don't call you don't write. You don't call you don't write. Okay, something's missing. This week, it's teeth. With oh, the goal ouch. of improving public health... Stuff is added to what we eat and drink. For example, vitamin D was originally added to milk to eradicate rickets in the U.S. Calcium added to OJ to help strengthen bones. Iodine was added to salt to prevent developmental issues in kids. Folic acid added to bread to reduce the risk of neural tube defects. I think that's right. So here's your question. What has been added to many public water supplies to reduce the risk of cavities? Fluoride. That's right. Okay, Billy, three zero. Oh no, wait, Billy. Yeah, three zero. No, that's right. You got one point last time, right? 
Okay, uh, fluoride. Water supplementation may be less important than it used to be because fluoride is now added to toothpaste. Didn't you know that? I didn't know that. Okay, here we go. Bobby, your turn. You don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. This week it's teeth. And here's your question. Toothbrushing has been around for centuries and perhaps even thousands of years. Egyptians, for example, used twigs and leaves to clean their toothy pegs. Very as cool. ancient as it are its roots, toothbrushing really didn't take off until the introduction of the toothpaste, pepsodent, in the early 1900s. The key was an ingredient that created a tingling feeling that consumers associated with having a clean mouth. What was that ingredient? Hmm. I'm going to guess menthol. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a yes on that. It was yeah, or essence of mint. So I'm going to say okay. that. Okay. Okay. Good job, Bobby. Okay. Wait, hold on a second. Oh. Bobby's back in the hunt now. Okay. okay, Bob, your choice. Her suit is too tight. Superheroes or facial hair? Or name that tune, '70s edition, because I love that music. Let's do her suit. Her suit is too tight. Okay, how many actors within two, I'm going to say, how many actors have played Superman either in the film or TV, live action only? So no cartoons, no voiceovers, no radio, just film or TV, live action only. Within two, how many actors have played Superman? I'm going to say, let's say six. I'm guessing there's one that I don't know of. Sorry, man. It's 11. It's 11? Wow. wow. Yeah. Kirk Allen, starting in 1948. George Reeves oh, in 1951. Wow. David Wilson, like some yeah. spoof on TV, 1975. Christopher Reeve, John Hames Newton, Gerard Christopher, Dean Cain, Tom Welling, Brandon Ruth, Henry Cavill. Wow. Cavill? Cable. Yeah. See, I knew there were, I knew like four or five of those. Yeah. And I, I just didn't realize how many old, old Superman movies there were. I, I guess I, I said, wasn't thinking I would, about it. I would, when I looked this up, I was like, I, I would have, I would have guessed something like you guessed. Okay. All right. And that's why I asked the questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Billy, her suit is too tight. Superheroes, facial hair. Here's your question. On average, how many whiskers does the typical hat, cat have? How many whiskers does a typical cat have on its upper lips total, excluding the whiskers above their eyebrows? Oh. Um, on average, typical cat. Typical cat. Quick, grab a cat. Uh, I'd say probably like... Wait, hang on, hold on. Within four. Okay, probably like 18. Oh. Is it right outside of the range? 24. Oh, I was going to do 21st. Oh, no. <laughs> 12 on each side. It's like four rows of three or three rows of four or something like that. Okay. Oh, man. These are tough. That's, this, that's rough. These, these are tough questions. Okay. Uh, Billy, we're left with Frame That Tune. Here we go. 1970. You were quite young back then. <laughs> Here's the question. Uh, released in, I'm just going to play the. I don't even remember if this is the karaoke version or the completely illegal version. Released in 1973. Here it is. Let me know if you can. No, no. Benny and the Jets. What's that? Benny and the Jets. 
Is that what am I? Are you waiting for that? There we go. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, you got that one. Thank you. Okay, good job, Bobby. This is just for. I don't know. It's like four to one. Yeah, this is just for fun. Okay, <laughs> I lose this one. Uh, I'm gonna. So let's. I'm gonna. You can tie it up. You can tie it up if you tell me the name of the song, the year it's released, and the artist. All right. Wow. Okay. And what color socks I'm wearing right now? No, I'm just kidding. Here we go. Okay, here you go. I would like on the name of this one. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know the the. I'm going to say 1970, 1974. So that's probably wrong. But it's Old Man by Neil Young, I believe. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Old Man, look at my life. <laughs> this is why this. Yeah. alone in the paradise. Neil Young's a cool guy. There you go. Beautiful. Done. Okay. It was 1972, Bob. So, congratulations, Bill. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very good. Okay. That's it. It's been another edition. Hey, very nice. Oh, my God. Beautiful, very fun. That was good. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you, Dad. That's another one in the can. Very nice. Thanks, boys. Well, thank you for, yeah. Good to end late on the the start. We've got an hour. That's all right. No, that's good. We did okay. All right, boys. What are you guys doing today? I'm going to continue working on this. Move on to the next thing for this Twitch channel thing. All right. Well, send me what you've done. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I sent you one kind of at the beginning of the podcast. So, okay, fantastic. In the box, Bob. What are you doing? Not a lot. I'm going to play some of this new video game. Fantastic. You got your you got your laundry done last week, so you're good for a couple of months now. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, we'll that's the way I am. I just whistle to my socks. I'm like, come on over here, guys. <laughs> I stand up in the corner. They just, uh, you know, we've we've become completely roboticized. Did I tell you about this? <laughs> what do you mean? Talking about the- we, got, we got we got because Jesus had some trouble with her arm and she's been very careful. I mean, she's been super good about rehabbing her, like her shoulder and her bicep and her neck and all this kind of stuff. So she's usually the one that does a lot of the vacuuming. I do some of it. It's the tough stuff and I'll haul the vacuum cleaner around. But we got we got we got two Roomba robots, iRobots, like oh, robots. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they've, they've kind of taken over. They've kind of taken over because you have to do all this stuff to make sure they don't break things. And you know, so whenever we go on a walk, we we start up the two. We start up the two robots, Rosie upstairs and Mr. French downstairs. Okay. 
you have to kind of move the stuff around. And, and, and <laughs> so one of the robots when we got home was like stuck. It's like it's like sending us text messages, help, I'm stuck. <laughs> That's so funny. Saying, help, I'm stuck. So he's stuck under the wardrobe here. And so I had to like create a little little thing to b- block it. So you have, to, <laughs> you have to pick up the chairs and we have to move the Barcelona chair, put these things up so they don't run away. And then I got to put this thing in there. And I told Gina, <laughs> I, said, I said, you know, we're doing more work than the, than the robots. We're, <laughs> like we're coddling the robots. And she's like, oh, it's like, that's a great name for a, a rock band, coddling the robot. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that's been the big news here. The cat doesn't, the cat. The, the dogs seem okay. I mean, the dogs really hated the vacuum cleaner, but they seem okay with the robot. The cat is fascinated with the robot. I'm she sure. Follows, mm-hmm. follows the robot around. Has she sat on it yet? No, that would be pretty good. If we come, if we come home and she's like riding the... Riding, cruising around, yeah. I've Rosie. seen that. I've yeah. seen like cats do that before, and I always just was like, if there's a cat that's chill enough to do that, that's so funny. That's pretty good. That's, <laughs> that's pretty great. They got to prep everything like they're little dogs or something. Yeah, I mean, we spent a day. We spent a day raising the couch. You know, like making the legs oh, all wow. on the couch. It was wow. a whole project. It was kind of fun. I mean, we did it together. It was kind of. It was kind of good. But now, now Rosie can sneak underneath the the couch. <laughs> in the room. It's not a problem. That's it's nice, though. I'm sure. I'm sure it's pretty nice for you guys. It's really nice. I mean, if you run them every day, it's it's uh, it actually works pretty well. The floors are pretty clean. So, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah, well, I'll try to set it up so they text you in the middle of your night when they're finished their job. <laughs> <laughs> Get a message from Mr. French and Rosie. <laughs> All right, guys. All hmm. right. It's always good to talk to you. It's a huge boost to my to my mood to hear your Same voice. Same here. I really look forward to these each week. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Someday someone will be listening, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> okay, I'm really proud of you guys. Always learn something. Thank you. Right, love you, Dad. Thanks for spending time with me. I love you too. You guys take care. All right. All thanks, right. Dad. Okay. See you. Bob, talk right. to you on Tuesday, and we'll do this again next weekend. All right. Sweet. Good. Okay, Have a good bye. night, guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye.